I like to start off by saying I've got a new toilet seat. How exciting is that? I and my rectum is happy for you. I think the old one was knackered, like where the hinges had snapped off, like it was a plastic hinge. And so I the, is that the upstairs one? Yeah, I have more than a slight suspicion it was when I fell asleep on the toilet <laughs> and <laughs> fell off the toilet, and my ass must have dragged the seat yeah. forwards too much. Dragged me to hell by hell, I mean my face directly on carpet. There is a hell, believe me, I've seen it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I haven't really done a nice poo through the seat yet. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the seat and squidge it on until it permeates the... Like those uh, hydraulic press videos on YouTube. Welcome to the hydraulic press channel. Have you watched someone do interpretive dance versions of the hydraulic press videos? Last night, we went to watch The Eternals, but I won't talk too much about that because it's not a review of that. This is a review of the fact that Sam didn't think he was going to stay awake through the film, so he chugged an entire energy drink for the first time in months. At what time of night was this? This is at six. Piss poor choice. It didn't really metabolize until after I got out the film. <laughs> Sorry, I started to feel jittery, but when we were walking home, it felt like I was coming up. <laughs> I was wow. like, this is horrible. And we got home about half 10, 11 o'clock, and we still had yet to have dinner that didn't consist of flaming hot watts and chocolate buttons. At the cornerstone of any nutritious diet. I could just feel myself like rushing. I was trying to cut everything <laughs> really carefully, and then I looked up and I saw the reflection in the window. My eyes are like, <laughs> and then I crashed at about midnight. I was just Oh, wow. I remember why I don't drink energy drinks anymore because I don't usually go that bad, but it's because I used to drink them every day and I used to be pretty jittery, but that was like the first in months. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> this is so much caffeine. And the, all the other shit and like three tons of sugar as well to keep you going. <laughs> it was gritty. <laughs> that was the true grit. You have to slice it. You can't drink it. You have to chew on it. I was sweating so much when I was walking home, but I think it's actually quite warm this month, isn't it? Like, hmm, I wonder if that has anything to do with global warming or the apocalypse or something. Having to roll my sleeves up. Classic can't wear a hoodie without my sleeves rolled up, kind of negating I'm, I'm, the point. <laughs> I'm like that. It's like I wear long sleeve shirts to work and as soon as I put them on, I'm rolling them sleeves up. It's like every time I just can't do it anymore. It's like I've got so used to wearing short sleeves. I buy long sleeve shirts and then I always roll the sleeves up. Well, it just means when you roll your sleeves up and you're ready for some hard work. And I feel that this podcast is going to be hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should roll it at that point. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat. Thunder. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with horrendous sound generic beat. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat. Thunder. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat. Thunder. Welcome back to Always an Adventure Podcast. Much like a pair of old boots, we offer comfort, yet sometimes leak and are a bit smelly. I'm Sam. And much like old boot leather, I'm the ever-malleable Alex. Supple. <laughs> Remember to frequently shine your Alex so they stay supple and don't crack for fun for sport. You are the shoe polish. <laughs> Is the fun for sport bit the one bit on that advert you, you cut out? Yeah. <laughs> I, I so, so, we're making a reference to something no one else has heard. <laughs> an inside reference. It's not even an in-joke, it's an inside reference. Like you're it's, looking... it's, it's the inner inner jokes that we it's, can't... It's, it's Schrodinger's reference. <laughs> Will anyone get it? We don't know. <laughs> it both exists and does not. You're welcome. <laughs> Come. The end, Alex, is nigh. This is our anti-penultimate episode. You could say peri-penultimate as well. Not like the perineum <laughs> ultimate no not quite. or like perrier water ultimate water the point is to, to cut a meandering fucking story short a tangent of nonsenseness after this there's only two episodes left of yes. the season tears the season to finish the season fa la 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 oh my fucking god <laughs> to think we'd have done this for 11 months we've been planning it since january so the point is we're here we're here today and we're going to sort of lean into the apocalypse <laughs> the end is near thing unfortunately our first question has nothing to do with the apocalypse <laughs> it could potentially be apocalyptic i think this was actually inspired by squid game fun time happy show where everyone survives and makes friends and learns lessons along the way absolutely not an allegory for anything that's happening right now retis asks could a squid defeat a donkey made of smaller squids now i guess this comes down to where is the donkey made of squids are all of these squids many squids are they 
within the sea or are they on land? Like a donkey would be? Or would you put the donkey in the sea? I don't know. I'd say one large squid would be defeated by many smaller squid because numbers. They would just break apart and sort of gang attack, wouldn't they? They'd just overwhelm. More beaks. <laughs> More beaks. Yeah, I, I came to a similar thought process, I suppose. Like, what parts of the donkey are still donkey and which parts are squid? Like, for instance, does it still have donkey lungs or is it basically a donkey-shaped arrangement of squids? It's is, not like a donkey it, covered in squids. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it a trench coat full of ferrets-style donkey? <laughs> or is it uh, some sort of donkey-squid hybrid where it's got all the working parts of a donkey and it's shaped like a donkey but it's also squid and she's also a crab yeah so if it can't breathe underwater the og squid would just sit there and watch donk squid drown <laughs> let, let me just slowly float in this direction while you drown good good effort it's a question of two halves or mindsets about how you look at it if it's a load of squid that look like a donkey shape they would defeat the bigger squid but if it's a donkey just with squids awkwardly stapled to it then the, uh, <laughs> the donkey's just gonna float like a rock like a concrete donkey i'm going with that the donkey is just a donkey with squids in on and around it so the big squid would win if it was in the sea uh, but if it was on land but then how would you get a squid on land a it's big sco squid <laughs> scoop it up with a big net yeah and then just chuck it at the donkey squid yeah. and then see what happens in the land-based warfare the squid would lose but then a similar thing that we said about the bear versus shark on the moon thing. Like, it was sort of like a shallow swimming pool. <laughs> they could stay wet. They'd just flop around at each other. I think ultimately what would happen, they'd realise that fighting is pointless because they're both squid and then they would just turn on the humans as yeah. all animals eventually will. They'll form some sort of anarcho-syndicalist system and overthrow the oppressors. Why not? And it's all televised for our entertainment. The revolution will be televised. And it'll probably be owned by Mark Zuckerberg because he owns Metaverse now, doesn't he? So, And including Facebook. And on Facebook, there's some pretty weird shit, isn't there, Alex? Oh, sure. That sure is. <laughs> Generally, it's people trying to sell it to you. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook swipey McDoodads. This seems fairly um, unassuming. Hot tub relocations available at website and then there's a phone number. Right. What's more interesting is the picture, which I'm going to send to you and you should describe for our dear listeners. <laughs> okay. okay, what we have is you think that the hot tub would be the main focal point of the photo. It is not. There is a half cut off hot tub and there's like a out of shape man in his middle ages, I would say, with his hands on his hips, just kind of staring at the hot tub. But he appears to be standing next to a swimming pool like covered in tarpaulin. But then he's standing on some tarpaulin that is black. I don't know what that's felt next to a some kind of villa. There we go. That's everything I can see in the photo. But he looks like he's wearing quite smart shoes, but it's hard to tell because the more I zoom in, the more JPEG artifacts happen. <laughs> so That's how you advertise your hot tub moving service. Yeah, like you've got to see the guy who's removing it for you, I guess. Is it just one guy just kind of lifts it up and just puts it on his shoulder and just because he doesn't look like he'd lift anything above his chest without his heart exploding, to be fair. Who knows? He could be made of stronger stuff. He's a hot tub. <laughs> he just tears off his hoodie and he's oiled. Maybe that's what it is. The hot tub's nothing to do with it. He is a man who people find attractive and he's tubby and they need him removed from their house. So Please remove this attractive man who's covered in oil. We've managed to get clothes back on him, but just get him away from us. Please. He calls himself Hot Tub. <laughs> like, just get rid of Hot Tub. His driving license says his name is Derek. Derek Hot Tub. <laughs> grease. Is he the grease man? He's not. He's Greasy Strangler's cousin or something. Hot Tub. I'm in trouble, tubs. So are they just pallets on the wall behind him as well? Just like, I, don't, I don't know. This is just, just... It, it looks like one of the Photoshop pictures I make for our thumbnails. <laughs> just chuck <laughs> bits in it and then see what happens. It's a gumbo of what the fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> Back to planet Earth. Here's a new sequin punch ball. <laughs> what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> A deflated ball that's got hexagons that are sequins in it. It's designed to be punched, I'm taking it. If you play some sort of ball game where you punch the ball. Yeah, that looks like it's been very punched. <laughs> like, it's just so someone went ham on that. But why has it got sequins inside it? Does the ball eventually explode and then they just go everywhere and it's like fun times confetti? Why does this product exist? Why is it called a sequin punch ball? What is that tube next to it? 
know some breathing <laughs> apparatus i don't fucking know oh that's what you used to blow it up with i guess because it's deflated it's not been punched it's been deflated you there have to go. do the hard work yourself but don't breathe in because you're breathing sequins and that would be bad no one wants sequins to the lungs it would be like those stars wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> yes which i found at least one in the last gift you sent me you asshole how did that get there who knows i wonder the most painful stars i've ever experienced going right up my fucking cuticles thanks yeah, very much right in there right? <laughs> Where did you find such lethal plastic stars from? Tiger, I believe it was. There we go. Scandinavians, they're up to no good. Can I interest you in a large Bruce Lee figure? Hell yeah. That sounds awesome. Can I see the large Bruce Lee figure? Think he he originally had a chain as well, but lost now. Very big figure, (laughs) otherwise perfect. Is he holding some hog doggers? <laughs> they're not hog doggers, no, they're meant to be like nunchucks. Yeah, I know, but they look like sort of black pudding hong doggers. Hong doggers? But I don't know if it's the angle or it's the style it's the style at the time, but his head looks inordinately massive compared to the rest of his body. He also doesn't look best pleased. It kinda of looks like Michael Shannon when he's non plus uh, it's the guy who plays Zod in uh, the Superman film. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kinda of looks a bit like him just like <laughs> Michael Shannon, Bruce Lee, composite, holding yeah. black hong doggers. No, hong, hong doggers. It's <laughs> okay. getting worse. It's just seize the hog doggers. Is he quite a large boy? It's really difficult to tell because of forced perspective. Yeah. Those boxes tiny behind him. <laughs> he's there's, there's no banana for scale. Yeah, I'm very confused. There's no two p or banana in shot. So or someone's help. feet on the beach. Sweaty bare feet. Shall we move on to something a bit more artistic? please a big beans artwork oh okay this sounds right up my street <laughs> one of a kind artwork made from a reclaimed 205 liter oil barrel hand painted into a staple family favorite this has now been taken out of a gallery it was in display but is extremely eye-catching i'd say any questions please ask yeah why did you do this <laughs> <laughs> why did you do this is it full of beans because then that would be way more appealing but they're also scaled up, so they're like potato-sized beans. You could kill a beagle with these beans. You could kill several with that one. If you sort of fashion uh, some kind of bean cannon. Gatling you the gun. Crank- Gatling gun, yeah, just <laughs> shoots up huge beans. Let's go beagle shooting. <laughs> we got some beagles to kill, boys. Here at Oz Adventure, we love animals, but we're also absurd. If you've not noticed already. The Rolling Stones top is kind of like a pop art reference as well. A bit, so like, there's double pop art in that term. Is it just on a table covered in a huge... Foil? <laughs> it might be foil. That's what I'm trying to look for. Velvet. She wore blue velvet. Oh, mommy. Mommy. And that's his most approachable film. <laughs> Heideken! Fuck that shit! Pap's blue ribbon! I want more things that don't make sense, please. <laughs> I need I need it in my life. Intentional nonsense. That's what we strive to be, right? Yes. Anyway. Hi, does anyone do keepsake pillows out of old baby clothes? Plus, got the clothes, don't know where to start, lol. <laughs> oh, wait, so they're making <laughs> pillows out of old baby clothes. Keepsake pillows, apparently. So they're not even functional. You just go, ah, oh, that's a pillow. I call that useless old people ornaments where they don't do anything. Who really has a use for scatter cushions apart from taking up space? I've got the cloths. Don't know where to... St- yeah. No, that's still not right, is it? Like- it's close enough, but it is pretty, like, punctuationless sentence. To be fair, all of those words are spelled correctly, but they're not the right words to be using in that sentence. So, with baby clothes, because the baby grows absolutely so fast, the fastest growth they, they usually wear out quite quickly, so they'll be sort of threadbare in some places. They shit, piss, and vomit, and snot, and cry in their clothes, so have that as a pillow. I think they should use that as an actual pillow to remind themselves of what parenthood was like in their early years. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I can smell shit. Shit in my hair, in my eyes, in my <laughs> nose, everywhere. I love it. And that person ends up as the homeless person that watched me take a shit. The Two haunting. shits in his eyes. He's not human. He's a hollow person now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you have a very special once-in-a-lifetime offer for me now? Here, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to purchase a mobile planetarium. Six metre in diameter, comes with two fans uh, set up in ten minutes, over £9,000 new. Just the dome, no projector. All yours for the princely sum of £3,250. Wow, now I haven't seen a picture yet, but 
that sounds pretty cool, but I wouldn't spend that much money on a planetarium. Because I look at a local buy and sell for, you know what, six metre wide planetariums. Oh, it's an inflatable one as well. Yes. Bloke who looks a bit like Patton Oswalt, but for scale. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yes. Yeah, right, okay. It's kind of standing in a really awkward way as well. It's like, it's like the act casual thing from the IT crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any room. Actually, I could, guess I could put it in my garden. It's just the inflatable planetarium. There's no projector. So it'd just be like a weird <laughs> inflatable tent. For £3,000, that's a good chunk of my wedding budget. I'm going to have to speak to my fiancé because I think we need this at our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Replace the gazebo with a permanent purchase, which is way too small for like more than about four people. Yeah, we're having 80 to 85 guests. Get in. Get in. You just put the band in there and they're sort of sticking their heads out of the door going, help. It can't hold in the top. It's it's feeding time and just pour a slurry of like the food in there. This has got chunks in it. Ah! It's in my eyes. We hire people just to shake the outside so it just jumbles up like that. You put it on a platform, like an earthquaking platform, so occasionally you just go and rock it violently. <laughs> <laughs> like symbols and pulled pork and shit going everywhere. Like just... Yeah, it's going to be the happiest day ever. The ambulances will be on standby. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, right, I don't have a segue. Should we just move on to local news? <laughs> sure, sure thing. Local news for local people. So what's not going to be our wedding catering-wise are crisps. Because somebody please think of the crisps. <laughs> this fucking article is not an article at all. I'm going to try and not throw this all over myself. Okay. Nottingham Post, of course. <laughs> I don't even... I just said the fucking name of it. <laughs> the, 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 the gentle sounds of me eating only for our only fans. Nottingham Post, 10th of November by... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm just losing it here because I'm just thinking about like a mukbang going... <laughs> Disgusting. Another unpronounceable name by me, Kaime Blake. Shop owners are fending off school children searching for Walker's crisps. Searching. The shortages could go on for months due to an IT issue, is the subtitle. An IT? What? Yeah, I don't understand either. It, prepare for it to not shed any light on this whatsoever. Nondescript IT issue. We haven't updated our machines for 10 months. Oh no, no crisps for you. I was not aware of this before this article, but the National Waters... Waters. <laughs> Excuse me while I, I splutter because... I was going to say... <laughs> Good start. Last couple of times I've been in Waitrose, they've had very few packets of crisps on the walls. They don't stay the walls. <laughs> they seem to have had fuck all in the crisp bit. It's a national emergency. We don't have crisps. It has hit Nottingham and shop owners said they are desperate to get their hands on the popular snack to help customers searching for packets. Walkers have revealed that the shortages are down to a problem with an IT system upgrade, but the company are unclear when they will be able to restock. It's like that time KFC changed their distributor and then they couldn't serve people chicken. Yeah, their their USP has suddenly fallen to bits. This has left some shops in Nottingham upset. The shops themselves are upset. The buildings are weeping. And Moonbeam the cat is there to lick up the drain pipe. I wouldn't think of the drain pipe as being the tear duct. Is it the wee hole? Maybe. Okay. Owners telling Nottinghamshire Live that they think it could be months until the issue is resolved. What the hell did they do to this computer system when they upgraded it? Did they just take the entire data centre and set it on fire? Is that how they did their upgrade? Yep, that's pretty, that's Walker's. That's the Walker's way. Baked, not fried. <laughs> Hand cooked in the conflagration of our data center. We have no IT systems. We're going back to paper. Abdul Gandhi, seventy-one, a business owner who works at the new shop in Snenton, said, "We've only got cheese and onion left for hopefully the next four weeks." Hopefully, customers have come in and asked if we have any more Walkers. Small businesses are struggling because of shortages. The shortage makes a difference because I've got the school kids coming in before and after school wanting crisps. Nothing else will do. A spokesperson for the King's Walk-Off license in the city centre told Nottinghamshire Live, We've not got Walker's crisps, and it won't be for a couple of months. People do come in asking, where are the Walkers? It's not very good because Walkers... How many times are you going to say Walkers in this fucking article? Jesus. (laughs) Enough times that you'll think, is it even a word anymore? It's not very good because Walker's trademark are very, very popular. We do understand it's down to a technical issue, but for businesses, a few months is a long time. Oh, another name I can't fucking pronounce. I'm going to get it wrong. Kaushik Mehta. 
I wish to apologise for Sam's pronunciation of anyone's names. I've ordered them, in brackets, Walker's trademark crisps, but they didn't come. The supplier said that there's a technical problem. It's all of Walker's trademark products. It's like the What's It's trademark. Walker's trademark are popular and good value. People like them. Hopefully, we'll get them back soon. This is really hard to read this article. Yeah. So People like messed. them. People like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, another another fucking word name I can't pronounce. In Heising Green, however, sales assistant Ray Bakach. V-K-A-K-H. Bakach, not Bakach. <laughs> Do you mind? <laughs> I'm trying to drink my pot noodles. <laughs> Let's just start that whole thing again. <laughs> Sales assistant Ray, 50, who David Bukaki or whatever his name was. Stop it! Won't be impacted by the Walker's trademark shortage. <laughs> trademark? It's because the air is mostly Eastern European. We sell a lot of foreign products in here. They, the customers, don't really bother if it's Walker's trademark. They go to Lay's trademark, but crisps aren't milk or bread. Trademark? It's good to have. Mr. Bacac said. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I'm going to send you I'm gonna send you the article now. <laughs> when you stop fucking hooting. <laughs> You're a massive idiot. <laughs> Hold while we cry laughing. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> People are fine with leaving the French fries alone. Empty shelves greeted some crisp fans. New stop shop instead to have cheese and onion left. It's like, well, clearly that means it's the least popular flavour. So, Walkers, take note of what your customers are doing and uh, get less, fewer cheese and onion in. Anyway. <coughs> Sherwood Booze. This off-license said they don't have a shortage. It's a booze <laughs> shop, you fuckers. I'm going to read some of the best comments out to you. Are you ready? Sure, so, go for it. Mary65 says, Absolutely heartbreaking and what looked like eight dots, meaning it's not an ellipsis anymore. Tricky English says, Lineker will blame Brexit. Mildred says, Walkers don't put enough flavours on theirs. I like Aldi own brand. Oh, now they taste like prawn cocktail. Fed up 51 says, I don't like Walkers trademark crisps anyway. JC666, edgelord, <laughs> says, might be an insurance job now. Seems funny how Walker's factory is on fire today. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that an admission of guilt? Low or no stock, create panic. This equals no bargains. Budweiser trademark says, I've been trying for weeks to get Walker's trademark scripts. I've lost weight. <laughs> Lol. Lol. Not me too, 2112, which says, I went in a chip shop. I know what the fuck <laughs> I went in a chip oil last in town asked for fish and chips bloke said chips will be about 10 minutes I nearly replied with you're a chip shop that's open most of the day how can you run out of chips and someone put wow what a great steery what, what what even has that got to do with crisps also I went to a chip oil not a chip <laughs> shop I went to just the oil I went to this oily chip and they didn't have just, any chips it wasn't one large chip made of many small chips now I was inspired by this story and indeed comment etiquette mm. so what I did is I wrote a comment but it violated the community guidelines. Do you want to hear the comment, Alex? <laughs> Go for it. This reminds me of the time I used to frequent my local garage, run by a surly man by the name of Mr. Sweatman. <laughs> he was always on the phone, complaining and mumbling about something or other. But once we heard, the number you have dialed is not in use. Please try again. Faintly from the earpiece, it was then that we realised the man was clearly off his rocker. He was in his late 60s after all. Anyway, I digress. They always had a modest selection of crisps, some even grab bag size, which to a 13-year-old was perhaps the single greatest snack-related wonder of those times. A couple of my braver friends used to chance it, shoplift these coveted Walker's trademark relics. One of the many times Mr. S wasn't paying attention. Eventually, they stopped doing these crisps, possibly due to poor sales. Sometime after that, the garage closed down and got demolished. I believe the site is now a small housing estate with a small convenience store adjacent. The moral of the story is, 
Steal what you can and put grumpy old gits out of business. It will allow better businesses to thrive. Also, don't fund Big Walker's trademark and their evil empire overseen by Mr. Lineker. Do not fall for his crocodile tears. He uses your money to fund an obsession with creating an entire civilization of Lineker clones. You have been warned. Content deactivated. And not post. My commenticate style post got shut down because they have such stringent fucking guidelines on there, apparently. And that was not really a news story, but that's what we're facing right now. This is the forefront, the crisis, the crisps. Someone please think of the crisps. <laughs> please think of all of those armed children who are murdering people in the streets for their crisps. It's going to get sort of like feral and apocalyptic out there, isn't it? So We need to learn how to hand cook your own. Somehow this is somewhat related, uh, sort of. We're becoming a Wild West haven for thugs and bandits. What, just Ashford? No, even more idyllic than Ashford. Oh my god, <laughs> there's a car that's sideways. MP Helen Grant calls meeting with police and councillors to defeat antisocial behaviour in Cranbrook. Not Cranbrook, it's a lovely place. Politicians are demanding extra police patrols before a wheeled town becomes a Wild West haven for thugs and bandits. Since lockdown began, Cranbrook has been plagued by an epidemic of antisocial behaviour, with teenagers smashing windows, streetlights, bus shelters and electrical boxes with catapults and steel ball bearings. Jesus Christ. The car left in Cranbrook co-op car park overnight was even tipped onto its side by vandals last month. Residents have reported living in fear. Too worried about reprisals to report the crimes. Cow tipping is like a thing that people used to do in the countryside so car tipping is the urban alternative but Cranbrook's not even urban it's <laughs> still in fucking bumfuck nowhere it's a small town oh this is an incredibly dull story <laughs> people meet up talk about it condemn the people but this is not just a police issue it requires action from all of us I hope that this is just the start of a coordinated multi-agency work in Cranbrook. Multi-work! Multi-ball! To restore peace and tranquility. If that story was more current, I would have linked it to the crisp shortage because teenagers are furious and they're actually rioting in the fucking streets because of it. Some people standing around going, we are disappointed about this. Man in the middle doesn't look like a person who knows how to stand. Would you like another? Go on then. Petrol station at M25 Clackett Lane services forced to temporarily close due to stray chickens. Do you know what's so weird? I almost brought a chicken-related story along today. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie Heslop had to write this one up. A petrol station at the M25 services had to temporarily close so three stray chickens running around its forecourt could be rounded up. Funnily enough, I was in a service station in... I think this was in France, it might have been in Belgium. But they had chickens. They just had chickens. That didn't stop them doing stuff. It was just they had chickens. Anyway, the RSPCA was called to Clackett Lane services near Westerham after drivers filling up with fuel noticed the strange sight. Rescue mission happened yesterday, and the birds, yesterday being the 12th of October, the birds were only caught after being enticed by pastry. Give them a Greg's and they're putty in your hands. There's my spirit animal then. RSPCA Animal Rescue Officer Brian Milligan said, I was called to Clackett Lane Services to reports of three stray chickens running around the petrol forecourt dodging the cars. Sure enough, there was one small bantam and two chicks trying to dodge the cars that were coming and going. I spoke with the manager and they agreed to temporarily close the garage until we could round them up. After a lot of running around, we were finally able to coax them out with a pastry from the shop. Thanks to some help from the public and the staff. The birds were taken into care and will be rehomed if they were not claimed. I hope that they escaped from a place that would have killed them and then they are rehomed to a place that won't kill them. Well, I don't hope that, but that's probably what happened. You don't hope for death for the chickens. I don't. I hope for life for the chickens. I always hope for life. Chickens are awesome. They're not particularly bright. They're incredibly vicious when they want to be. You would be as well if you couldn't fly. I have wings and I, all I can do is glide because <laughs> my body is a fucking dumb shape. I do find them endearing as much as they are murderous. Yeah, but cats... Yeah, yeah, fair. Fair, and cats don't give you eggs. Come on, Oscar, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I want more male cat eggs, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he's you're made always, an egg. Yeah, you're always taking and never giving. What you know about? He gives you his appearance and his floof. <laughs> I give you everything you own covered in fucking cat hair. I receive a house, food, attention, medical bills paid for because I'm too vicious at eating things off of a bowl. I pulled some things out of a cupboard that have never been out in the main part of this room before and there was 
what can I do? She was Oscar's cat hair on it. <laughs> she don't even own yet. Already have Oscar's cat hair on it. Oscar's cat hair is in the world. <laughs> it's just floating around. It's part of the, the, the great garbage patches or whatever they call them in the sea. I'd just call them trash mountains. Floating around just like, hey, we're here now. This is what your efforts have come to, humanity. Congratulations. <laughs> the, the apocalypse has started. Let's raid all the fucking shops. In relation to uh, post-apocalyptic scenarios, Gaz asks... What would be your first shop you raided? And what would you go for? It definitely wouldn't be Walker's Crisp, <laughs> would it? Because apparently that's not going to happen. The dearth of Walker's Crisp would leave you hungry in the post-apocalyptic world. <clears throat> Food-wise, I think I'd probably go for the mixed nuts from Aldi, as they're banging. And uh, they're kind of nutritious enough to keep you going until you can get some actual food into you, I suppose. And you can throw them at allergic people. If you get one right down the throat, then there you go. A death knell for them. Sorry, Gaz, the person who actually asked this question, because he's actually horribly allergic to nuts. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you, Gaz. Don't go raiding shops with me, is all I'm saying. The middle aisle in Aldi and Lidl could probably offer everything you need, actually. So just that's a good oh, yeah. shout as well. You could easily go like... This week's uh, middle of little special is full plate mail armor. <laughs> Just what I needed. Shurikens. <laughs> Just what I needed. A jet bike. I won't really go for like the like petrol and stuff like that because that's too obvious, really. It's high value, and so other people will probably murder you for it. You just need to learn to run everywhere. <laughs> Keep to a gentle jog, you'll be good. But yeah, I think your mixed nuts are quite a good option because they're nutrient dense for their mm. weight. Keep you going until everything calms down a little bit, i.e. most people are dead. And then you can actually pick through what's useful. Veganism would go out the window then because it really is survival of the fittest. I would eat another human if it didn't make me mad. I think if you don't, oh my, eat the brains, you'll be all right. I'm pretty certain that both of us would be immediately dead if the apocalypse came. Oh yeah, I, I have basically no survival skills outside of like <laughs> modern convenience-based things anyway. So. How do I produce... <laughs> advertising in this kind of environment let me just look on my phone oh wait oh. there is no electricity or technology anymore <laughs> i've got solar charging so i can charge my phone but i've got no service and so there's no fucking point it's just, oh, let me google that there is no, no. google anymore <laughs> shit i've got to read from read? a book oh god the only book i have is the draft copy of my memoirs oh god there's <laughs> oh, loads god. of spelling mistakes in it future humanity is doomed so there you go. We would eat nuts and raid the middle aisle of your favourite discount food store. Oh, actually... Netto. Because there's a Netto around here. I haven't seen a Netto in about 10 years. You know, when you go into shops, sometimes, especially shopping centres, and there's always music playing over the fucking tannoy, and it's just annoying. And I cannot bear to even listen to a second of it. But something tells me I'm going to have to bear listening to several seconds. Today, for your aural, let's say it properly, aural, um, or... Aural Bukaki. <laughs> Mr. Aural Bukaki. For your aural delectation, uh, you'll be listening to bluegrass versions of popular songs. Never had you thought that you'd hear so many banjos in such a short time. Sounds like I should be wearing, like, a, a straw hat or something. Yeah, we should, we should all have, like, a bit of straw sticking out of our mouths or whatever. Oh. <laughs> Begin. Now that we have plastic straws in our mouths, let's continue. You ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is. That was just hilarious. Uh, uh, as, as ever, can I have it again? <laughs> just making up a tune no it's not whatever that was i have been slightly kinder than i usually am where if if like a little bit of the melody was a little bit longer than a second i've sort of continued it on so it didn't abruptly break so it was really hard to figure out what it is be that as it may i have no idea what that is no no i'm not sure i don't really I, I've, I've just got that song that I was doing, which has nothing to do with it in my head. Shall we move on? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. <laughs> yes. Black Hole Sun, watch it come, wash away. That was cool. I like that. <laughs> Everybody enjoyed that. Everybody liked that indeed. What about this? Your head. Hmm. What could this be? It is something you've had before. Oh, God. 
Well, it doesn't really sound like it. It's not Hotel California, is it? No, it's not Hotel California. <laughs> Can I have it again? Your head. The words he's saying is in your head. Oh, that's it. That's obvious what it is now. Then. It's a zombie by the cranberries. Nope. Well, okay. <laughs> it's not that then. I don't know any other songs that have in your head written in the lyrics. Do, do you want me to make it easier? The Probably full, get only the... half a point. If, if you make it easier, I'll get half a point. So the full line that he's saying is in your closet, in your head. Oh, okay. Enter Sandman by Metallica, but I think I should only get half a point for that. Yeah. Exit life, enter night, take my hand, often never, never land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was trying to find a, a bit in that song where they go, yeah, but they don't say yeah ever in that, that, that colour. Oh, come on. So it would have been another, yeah! This is uh, Hotel California, isn't it? Of course, of course yep. there would have been that there. I know that song intimately now, in every genre. Funnily enough, that's not the only bluegrass cover of that song. There's actually loads of fucking covers of it. Next one. Touching you. I believe in a thing called love by the darkness. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. There's a chance we can make it now. We'll be rocking till the sun goes down. I believe in a thing called love. That was uh, dedicated to the artist's wife and pet pig, Rosie. Sweeping generalisation of rednecks or whatever. Beautiful. Final one then. Final okay. one. She ride a pony. She rode a pony? <laughs> Such a dumb line. <laughs> Such a dumb line. She ride a pony. I'm not too sure about this one. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, the guy sounds like he's he's trying to sound a bit like Tom Waits, but in his early years, we didn't sound quite so rough. Tom she Waits, the early pony. years. She had a pony. Up, uh, I don't. I'm not sure if I know that one. No, I don't know. Sorry, it's it's not what you're wearing right now, is it? The little Nasex. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. It's even better than that. All right, you'll have to wait. Yeehaw! <laughs> Yee. May I stress, haw. <laughs> So the first one you didn't get was Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Of course, the music video famous for Pritchard Ashcroft walking down a farm and then getting bumped into by hay bales, pigs, and other <laughs> livestock. <laughs> the occasional wooded glen or whatever. You got the second one, and the third one, and the fourth one, which you, if you didn't, then I would be sad. And the fifth one. You just didn't get the last one, which is Low by Flow Rider. Johnny got them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. With the, fur. the whole club was looking at her. She hit the floor. I didn't know that the riding that pony or whatever it is was even in the lyrics. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a very strange line. It's like in the, like a third verse or something. Because the second one's about her having small limbs or something. You're like, what the fuck is this? And then there's a bit about her riding on a <laughs> Tiny pony. Tiny limbs. So congratulations. That was three and a half. Yay. That's probably six. the best I've done in a while. Can we just hear that, not the punishment, but the reward? I like hearing the all together now. <laughs> do, you want them all, do you want them all together? Yeah, all six together now. This is your reward? No, sir. I didn't like it. Well... <laughs> I did this to myself, I did, and that's what really hurts. You and no one else. Well, that was actually very, 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 very good. I enjoyed that. I, I enjoy stuff I'm, I don't suck completely at. <laughs>
and I'm getting better at making this not the worst thing you have to do. Uh, I tell you what, the worst thing that we would have to do is <laughs> this segue. Let me try to pull up the thing to see if I actually wrote a segue into the actual story itself. Who knows? The mystery story time where the mystery is so mysterious that you didn't even tell me what the title is in the script. Plot twist. I don't have a story this week. Because the end is near, I thought to change things up. And this has been on the back burner for several months. Oh, no. So try to guess what this is before I actually reach the title of the story. In an unspecified time in the future, war and greed finally fucked everyone up. What a surprise. A shadowy, mustachioed conglomerate decided to take matters into their own hands and create a conflict-free future. As such, the country, divided into districts, hasn't had a war in decades. However, once a year, to remind us all of the brutal conflict and for something to watch on TV, two lucky souls are chosen at random from each district to compete in a bloody fight to the death. Without further preamble, welcome to the 69th Annual Hungry Games! So our overlord is Kiefer Sutherland. Our overlord is Charles Perinoble. Who else? Oh, of course. I see. It's not <laughs> right. Kiefer Sutherland. It's, it's Donald Sutherland. It's Donald Sutherland. It's his dad, not Kiefer. Oops. This is entirely set within our universe. Yep. And it has characters that we've made up and oh, some of our question askers as well. I don't know anything beyond that because what I'm using is a online Hunger Games generator by BrantSteel.net where okay. you put the names in and it lets the Hunger Games play out and I'm going to do a play-by-play of that happening. <laughs> Are you ready, so, Alex? Who's going to be the ugly crier? Everybody. Everybody <laughs> dislikes that. So to mark this nice occasion, two tributes from each district will be chosen, regardless of gender, species, or the fact they're even alive. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, without further ado, let the reaping begin. District 1 is, of course, Alex was chosen and Subsound. But wait, his brother turns up and says, I volunteer as tribute. And thusly, Subsound is out of the running because Sam stole it. And everybody puts the three fingers salute up. Six three fingers <laughs> at their ass. Is it meant to be left hand or right hand? Can't remember, it doesn't matter. District 2, we have Meat Daddy and Carrot Sus. District 3, we have <laughs> Dave the Cockleman and Boring Alice. <laughs> District 4 is Trash Lotus, formerly Crack Elf, and Bella. District 5, bit of a wildcard entry, President Charles Perinoble has thrown his own brother Edwin into the pot. He's best known for being the curator of Perinoble's curios. He's paired with 91-year-old Mrs. Cronkhorn. <laughs> she went to Wimpy and loved it there. District 6, the delightful pairing of Electro Chimp and Steampunk Swine. District 7, we have Boneless Snake and <laughs> Crab. <laughs> uh, District 8, we have Jeff Boiled Teeth and Hex Lady. District 9, Shogun Bear and Jack Supple. <laughs> With his 12,000 deals. Yeah. District 10, the dead fast pigeon. And Bradildo Squirt. <laughs> Good. From District 11, the tributes are Barry P. Spire and Moonbeam the Cat. District 12, <laughs> District 12 has got to be the fucking stupidest. We have the Venga Bus and Vienna Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the reaping. They, they all go off to the Hunger Games. How does a sausage go off to the Hunger Games? <laughs> okay, so day one, the bloodbath. <laughs> the distant sound of the Venga bus just playing constantly. <laughs> Come on, this is serious story time, Alex. It's very serious. <laughs> As the tributes stand on their podiums, the horn sounds, which will be a kazoo probably. <laughs> <laughs> Cronkhorn grabs a jar of fishing baits while Vienna Sausage gets fishing gear. <laughs> he is fishing gear. <laughs> I'm the bait and the gear. So, Bradildo Squirts, Hex Lady and Alex run away from the cornucopia. Cowards. Crab! Oh. Snatches a bottle of alcohol and a rag. 
Barry takes a spear from inside the cornucopia. Meet Daddy and Shogun Bear threaten a double suicide. It fails and they die. Oh no, <laughs> they're already dead. So that's Meet Daddy and Shogun Bear already dead. Sorry, Meet Daddy, that's what happens. Reggie Bronx, which is my nickname, by the way. Jeff Boiled Teeth fight for a bag. Jeff Boiled Teeth straggles Reggie Bronx with the strap and runs. Does that mean I'm dead? You're dead in your own story. Jack Supple runs away from the cornucopia. Trash Lotus snatches a bottle of alcohol and a rag. Bella grabs a shovel. Electro Chimp convinces the dead fast pigeon to not kill her, only to kill him instead. <laughs> oh no, the dead fast pigeon is dead. He's <laughs> properly dead now. Edwin Peridobble runs away. The Venga Bus runs away, Carrot Sus runs away, and the Boneless Snake runs away. But Dave the Cockle Man and Boring Alice fight Moonbeam and Steampunk Swine. Dave the Cockle Man and Boring Alice survive! <laughs> we move on to day one proper. Trash Lotus, Jeff Boiled Teeth, and Hex Lady team up and hunt for the other tributes. Carrot Sus tries to sleep through the entire day. She probably has a hangover. Electro Chimp receives medical supplies from an unknown sponsor. The Venga Bus chases Vienna Sausage! <laughs> Bella tries to spear fish with a trident. Bradildo squirts, camouflages herself in the bushes. <laughs> Edwin Peronobble, Boring Alice, Jack Supple and Boneless Snake team up and hunt for other tributes. We're getting some proper scary teams in. <laughs> Dave the Cockle Man constructs a shack. Barry and Alex work together for the day. Crab searches for firewood. And Crunkhorn discovers a river. Hope she doesn't fall in it, she is old. Six cannon shots can be heard in the distance. Meet Daddy from District 2, Shogun Bear from District 9, Me from District 1, <laughs> Dead Fast Pigeon from District 10, Moonbeam from District 11, oh, and Steampunk Swine from District 6. We proceed to Night 1 now. Dave the Cockle Man lets Bella into his shelter. Boring Alice, Edwin Paranormal, Alex and Electro Chimp form a suicide pact killing themselves. What the fuck? Both of all's an adventure are now out of the running. What the actual fuck is going on here? The Hungry Games is brutal. It's a monster beyond our control. The Venger Bus climbs a tree to rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Bradildo Squirt tries to sing herself to sleep. Jeff Boyle Teeth starts a fire. Trash Lotus thinks about winning. Crab poisons Vienna Sausage's drink, but mistakes it for her own and dies. The crab is dead! The crab is dead! Oh no! Carrot Sus and Hex Lady run into each other and decide to truce for the night. Jack Supple starts a fire, or he probably believes that he did. Boneless Snake receives medical supplies from an unknown sponsor, probably some bones. Day 2. The Venga Bus constructs a shack. Boneless Snake discovers a cave. Barry makes a wooden spear. He probably cuts and shuts it out or something. <laughs> but Carrot Sus chases Hex Lady. Trash Lotus overhears Dave the Cockle Man and Bella talking in the distance. Oh my god. Jack Supple, Vienna Sausage, Crunkhorn and Bradildo Squirts track down and kill Jeff Boyle Teeth. The Heldrich Horror is dead. The Fallen Tributes from Day 2. Boring Alice. Edwin Perinobble. Alex. Electro Chimp. Crab and Jeff Boyle teeth. Absolutely brutal. Night two. The boneless snake convinces the Venga bus to snuggle with him. <laughs> <laughs> Vienna Sausage receives medical supplies from an unknown sponsor. Hex Lady, Dave the Cockleman, Crunkhorn and Carrot Sus sleep in shifts. I'm guessing they're all teamed up still. Oh, Trash Lotus cries himself to sleep. Barry sets up camp for the night. Bella goes to sleep. Jack Supple tries to sing himself to sleep. Bradildo Squirts goes to sleep. <laughs> so a lot of sleeps tonight. Day three. Crunkhorn, Jack Supple and Vienna Sausage hunt for other tributes. Barry sets Bella on fire with a Molotov. Jesus, oh no. Barry. <laughs> Brutal. Bradildo Squirts sees smoke rising in the distance, but decides not to investigate. Carrot Sus receives medical supplies from an unknown sponsor. Dave the Cockle Man practices his archery. <laughs> Hex Lazy receives an explosive from an unknown sponsor. Interesting. Bone the Snake thinks about home, or is that bones? <laughs> <laughs> trash Lotus camouflages himself in the bushes. <laughs> it would be better in the trash, I think, with me not. The Venga Bus searches for a water source. Fallen tributes, only one person died, and that was Bella from District 4. She got set on fire. Crispy. Jesus Christ. We proceed now to night three. Barry and Trash Lotus fight the Venga bus 
and Boneless Snake. Barry and Trash Lotus survived. The Vengot bus, it stopped coming. It's dead. It has been slain. Dave the Cockleman, Hex Lady, Carrot Sus, and Bradildo Squirts tell each other ghost stories to lighten the mood. Jack Supple stays awake all night. Yeah, probably after doing a lot of drugs. Vienna Sausage climbs a tree to rest. Crunkhorn thinks about winning. This is the feast. The cornucopia is replenished with food, supplies, weapons, and memoirs from the tribute's families. The feasting has begun. Vienna Sausage decides to not go to the feast. Probably because it would get eaten. <laughs> I am a feast. Dave the Cockleman decides to not go to the feast. Well, again, he has food, I think. Bredildo squirts Crunkhorn and Hex Lady get into a fight. Bredildo squirts triumphantly kills them both. Trash Lotus throws a knife into Barry's chest. Jack Supple decides not to go to the feast, nor does Carrot Sus. There's a lot of people that are not eating. So they survived another day. But Barry got killed. Yeah, I'm surprised. Day four, Bredildo squirts, hunts for the other tributes. Vienna sausage sprains his ankle. <laughs> what? <laughs> My sausagey ankle, it's so still a sausage. Whilst running away from Carrot Sus, Dave the Cockle Man fishes. <laughs> oh, wow, that's pretty good. Jack Supple runs away from Trash Lotus. I thought Dave the Cockle Man got a knife in his chest. No, he threw a knife into Barry's chest. Ah, so, who put this in here? Fallen tributes, five cannon shots could be heard in the distance. The Venga bus, Bonus Snake, Cronkhorn, Hex Lady and Barry all bought the farm. Night four, Trash Lotus and Carrot Sus talk about the tributes that are still alive. Bradildo squirts tends to her wounds. Vienna sausage is awoken by nightmares such as, I'm a fucking sausage, <laughs> what am I doing here? Why am I a sentient sausage? Dave the Cockleman stays awake all night and Jack Supple cries himself to sleep after taking all those drugs to stay awake. I'm running low on my 12,000 deals. Day five, Dave the Cockleman and Jack Supple have teamed up and are hunting for other tributes. Bredildo Squirts searches for firewood. Vienna Sausage runs away from Carrot Sus and Trash Lotus tries to sleep through the entire day. So no deaths in the daytime. Night five. Jack Supple cries himself to sleep again. <laughs> Stop being a pussy, Jack. Bredildo squirts, starts a fire. Vienna Sausage and Trash Lotus run into each other, decide to call a truce for the night. Carrot Sus receives medical supplies from an unknown sponsor. And Dave the Cockleman sets up camp for the night, which is under his basket or something. Just flaps his pinny over his head or something. Oh my god. Oh my god, this is horrible. Right, Jack Supple searches for a water source. Bredildo Squirts and Carrot Sus work together and drown Trash Lotus. Oh no. Dave the Cockleman collects fruit from a tree, but Vienna Sausage cannot handle the circumstances and kills himself. Slices, <laughs> just slices to bits, cannot do it. A cloud of poisonous smoke starts to fill the arena. Bredildo Squirts slowly pushes Dave the Cockleman closer, closer to the cloud until he can't resist anymore. And Jack Supple slowly pushes Carrot Sus towards the cloud also until they cannot resist anymore. Oh my god. Oh my god. Four cannon shots can be heard in the distance. Trash Lotus, Vienna Sausage, Dave the Cockleman, and Carrot Sus. I think there's only two people left now. Are you ready to see who wins? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Jack Supple spears Bredildo Squirts in the abdomen. That Spear! Means, that means the winner is Jack Supple from District 9. I couldn't think of anyone that's less fucking deserving <laughs> of winning. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> the running order from first to last, Jack Supple, the winner, with three kills. Bredildo Squirts, second place, with five kills. Carrot Sus, with one kill. Dave the Cockleman, with two kills. Vienna Sausage, with one kill. Trash Lotus, with three kills. As did Barry B. Spire. Hex Lady killed no one, but survived quite a long time. 91-year-old hmm. Mrs. Crunkhorn <laughs> killed one person. <laughs> Bonus Snake, the Venga Bus, Bella, Crab, Alex, Edwin, Steampunk Swine, Moonbee the Cat, Dead Fast Pigeon killed nobody. Nor did Sam, Shogun Bear, or Meat Daddy. Jeff Boiled Teeth, Electro Chimp killed one person each, and Boring Alice killed two people. That's it. 
So day four and day five, no deaths occurred. Do you know what? The first time I actually did this, it was just a practice run ages ago. I think one of us survived until the last night. Because we almost anyway, got immediately killed. <laughs> the 69th annual Hungry Games. So many deaths. And Mr. Supple survives. How the fuck he did that, I have no idea. It's from being so supple. Single, no, single tear or ugly cry. Who's the one that ugly cries in that situation? <laughs> what do you think about that? Do you agree with who won? Do you agree with you falling out the running almost immediately? Clearly, I, I wasn't made for these kind of things, and the supplest of men is a, a real winner in life. I'm disappointed that Meat Daddy died almost immediately. I was expecting him to get quite far in it because, you know, he is a warrior. Vienna Sausage did so well, but then they just couldn't hack it anymore. I was just like, well, I will be the master of my own fate. That's fair I enough. I think the sausage ran away for two days straight and it was like, yeah. I've had enough of this. <laughs> just, but Jack Supple, I didn't expect to win because he just cried himself to sleep a lot. And just like The and underdog. He was, he was the underdog. He, he pulled out his 12,000 deals at the end and that was it. Staying on theme with the apocalypse, I guess, let's move into everyone's favourite apocalypse fodder, zombies. Zoe asks, in zombie apocalypse movies, which do you prefer to see? Slow moaning zombies or fast strong zombies like I Am Legend? Not the zombies from I Am Legend. So like 28 Days Later style zombies and the slow... George Romero original. Yeah. Big crowds of shuffling idiots, basically. Yeah, the big crowds of shuffling idiots has its own kind of terror to it, whereas the mm. fast ones, are, again, they... They just work differently. I like both of them as a, as a sort of concept. I think the sort of endless tide of slow shuffling undead. Has, yeah, I think it's that's good, but kind of both. I kind of reached this middle ground. I, as an aside, like World War Z, not Z, World War Z zombies, where they run and they create big piles of themselves to get to their enemies. Like the opening act of that film is brilliant. And then it just kind of goes, oh my God, the last <laughs> act of shit. Oh shit, we have to write an act three. Uh, wait a minute, is this the script for I Am Legend? Oh, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the, the book I Am Legend. I just think the film was wank because the ending's just wrong. So what I was going to say, because I'm mm. still playing Dying Light, but I'm on the DLC now, the following, which is, pretty much the same size as the main game <laughs> there are mostly shuffling moaners in huge groups but occasionally you'll get the fast lads who screech and sprint right at you so if they could do both of those in films like have an excuse to have both variants in films because yeah. it usually does seem to be one or the other in films but if games can and, do it yeah. then yeah game games always have a mixture like dead island yeah that's got the slows and fasts the genre, to me, is, is getting a little bit tapped at the moment. I think they need to breathe some life into this rotting corpse a little bit, doesn't it? So, <laughs> as, as all of these zombie films, I always enjoy the start more than I do the actual ending. Like, it doesn't ever seem to end very satisfyingly in general, these films. They're just like, I like the journey, but the destination, whatever. You know. Oh, we save humanity and we go back to exactly how we were. No. This is why viruses is... <laughs> and nature keeps trying to kill us. Yeah, we can't have nice things. This is trying to tell you that. This is the find out parts from the fuck around part. Please, can we have the best of both? Can you have your King's Mill 50-50 of zombies? Right about now, you're 50-50. Bread. I think, I can't remember what it's... Ah, it might be Dead Rising, the one that's set in a shopping mall, the video game, where at night time, they become fast zombies. And at daytime, they're slow zombies. That's a kind of interesting concept as well that people need to do in films, I reckon. Make the nighttime more scary times. I'm saying that Half-Life 2 has its equivalent to zombies. as the fast and slow head crab zombies. Oh, yeah, those are terrifying. The screeching noises, oh, actually. Oh, God, yeah, the screeching noises. As soon as you hear it, just like, oh, my fucking life. Oh, why is it coming up the drain pipe? Greetings, brother. <laughs> when faces a zombie, you need to grab the nearest thing near you, like a screwdriver or a saw or an inflatable turkey thing, and just hit them with it and hope that they fall down. So you're well equipped in that regard in your room, I believe. So uh... Apparently so, yeah. It's the time that Sam gets me to talk about shit. Right, now I'm going to figure something. Yay. <laughs> While you're looking for that, mm. whatever you're looking for, <laughs> Dad was watching the Halloween podcast. He was like, do they make money out of this? <laughs> like, no. It's on YouTube. I thought everyone on YouTube made money. No, we intentionally demonetize ourselves. But then he was like, oh, Alex has got a lot of tools in the background. And started naming everything. He's like, stop being such a nerd, father. <laughs> it's an absurdly large box, which is for what's inside it. Okay, what's inside it? A Christmas present. Oh, well, don't show that then. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to. It's very mundane in comparison. Sometimes in a room full of clutter, it's difficult to find that one thing, that one quintessential special thing that you need. All right, then. Oh, well, they're very dusty. <laughs> this is a 
shut up. This is a big pile of coins. They're not. Okay. It's not British money. It's just random. I think some of it's like Austrian and stuff like old money. Okay. I didn't collect this. I just found this. It doesn't say coins. It just says coin on the side. Just one massive coin. One massive coin. Alex's coin time. <laughs> Alex's coin toss. There you go. Oh, there's a dead spider in there as well. <laughs> a dead spider. <laughs> Ripping piece spider. <laughs> Ripping piece desiccated spider. Is that a platypus? That's a platypus. Yes, right? fun. Ooh, is this an Australian twenty cent piece from nineteen eighty? It's got old Queenie on one side, and it's got a platypus on the other. Beautiful. <laughs> wait, wait. There are so many coins in it, but the oh, there's the spider. <laughs> oh, uh, half penny piece. It's got a ship on it. You have a load of coins, but the coins. They're not ones that you have sourced from places. That... I found them in a building that I broke into. Also where you found the watch. Where I found the watch, yeah. And the reason why you kept them was so you could bring them to this very show that you didn't know would it even would exist back then. Because clearly I needed more clutter. What's that schmoo on it? <laughs> Fuck knows. Is that another dead spider that's just been crushed into sort of a nondescript shape? I think it's glue. Do you know who would really enjoy this segment is Corrosive Hitman because he collects coins. This is so, just for you, Corrosive Fit Man. Because you're never going to watch this, and also these are mostly of little value. They're of great interest, I would say. That's the coin that you toss. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll get me coat. Get your coat, get into a rocket, and fuck off into space, will you? Ollie asks us, space tourism? Pros, cons, what the fuck? WTF, mate. I can only guess he's referring to the insane billionaire space race that's happening in our world, because apparently humanity is one giant fucking sitcom. Hey, look at us. We can literally burn millions upon millions of dollars worth of fuel to visit outside of the atmosphere while all you peasants fucking die. Yeah, and then do a really heartfelt advert about how they're helping change the environment. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, the, for the worst. worst. <laughs> you dick! The pros to space tourism is that rich idiots will, at least temporarily, not be on our planet anymore. The cons <laughs> being they're probably going to come back. So if we could get them into space and keep them in space, but not on another planet, just have like a, just trick them into thinking that it's like luxury living. And eventually all their bones will go soft and they look like those people in Wall-E. Could have become CGI for some reason. As yeah. for the what the fuck, I concur. Spending all that money to fuck off into space for mere amusement seems like a terrible waste. I'd like to live on Mars, but that's not going to happen in my lifetime unless the billionaires invent a way to extend life itself, which is doubtful because that doesn't seem profitable enough. Not for the majority of people. Billionaires would like to extend their own lives so they could just continue amassing this dragon gold just forever, just to say yep. they could sit atop their pile of treasure. So they can walk around in one of them, those suits that got the bubbles on it. When they track people in uh, doing CGI stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, motion capture suits. Yeah, you said bubbles. <laughs> bubbles. Yeah. They got little round, white, little white, white balls. Yeah, so they could walk around balls, on yeah. all fours, uh, recreating the scene from Desolation of Smaug. Bendy man, the crumpet pouch, do his. Oh no, I have seen that where he's like, sordid scheme. My fiance said that his name was like Ballbag Dickhead or something, but she couldn't remember how to rhyme. She just called him something rubbish. It's like. Who the hell are you on about? Like... <laughs> yeah, why not? That's close enough. You know who I'm talking about. I could just say that fucking arsehole. And you'd be like, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, I used to think like with billionaires and also dictators and things like that, because they're not too far away from each other, are they? When I was younger, I was just like, why don't they just kill Saddam Hussein? And then there'll be no more bad people like him in the world. No, that's not the case. There's all someone behind him ready to take his place. I didn't know that at the time. I was naive. But like... yeah, figureheads in dictatorships generally are held there because the, the people just below them want them there. And mm. they're getting a cushy life out of it. Regime beneficial to several or many people at the expense of the majority of people. So power vacuums are things. But going back to the billionaire space race, I think they're not that many pros to what they're doing it for necessarily. They're not trying to reach a better understanding of our solar system through exploration and research. They're just going, oh, look, you could go to space. Yay! Basically, I've won life on this planet. So now let me try and spend a huge amount of money doing something that very few other people have ever done. Because I've got nothing else to do. Sod the future of mankind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be allowed to see the fucking annihilation of our environments and the, the drying up of our seas or whatever. Future people can go fuck themselves. They will be the harbingers of the apocalypse. So is Jeff Bezos, is he famine? I don't know who... Whomst would be whomst. Whomst in the four horse people of the crapopolips. <laughs> the four centaurs of the apocalypse. I think they've all got values that embody all four in each person, to be honest. So they'd just be 
four cubed. You look at one and you look at all. They're all yes. one in the same. You gaze upon the horror. You gaze upon all the horrors. The horrors of Jeff Boyle Teeth comes back <laughs> from the grave after being stabbed or whatever happened to him or got set on fire. <laughs> yeah, until some sort of dark rituals allow people to become liches, I guess, yeah, billionaires are still going to die like the rest of us. Lol, 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 lol. Ha! They're just trying to make as big a smear on this fucking reality as yeah. possible before they fuck off. My ego demands that I make a mark in the, on the rest of humanity. That mark is a, is a black stain. Can't really get that out with like uh, Persil or anything, so good luck. Not even baking soda. There's not enough baking soda on the planet to remove the dark stains that billionaires leave. And there's not enough time in this podcast to say everything that needs to be said about that. Because yeah. we have reached the end of our... Perineum ultimate. Ultimate yeah. perineum. Yeah. I mean, not all of us survived. Oh, apparently, we didn't even survive this one. So we're technically dead. The worst kind of dead. <laughs> those who did survive, supple, hopefully do have a new lease on life now. I guess a bit like those Saw films everyone goes on about where everyone's like, oh, yeah, I appreciate life because I chopped off my arm and survived. Hey. I survived so I could become Jigsaw myself. I can still feel it in my soul, experiencing the first time your one got pushed into that pit full of needles. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that was in the second one, wasn't it? That's... That was <laughs> like, lol. To be honest, like, the first three, uh, they should have stopped after three, but then they end up making, like, what, five more, including a reboot and a something else a, set in the same universe, but not... Uh, fuck off. Fuck off. Please. We're going to fuck off in a minute, but yeah. just just wait. I have more things I have to say before we finish. You can watch Always an Adventure Fight for Survival on YouTube or listen to us hiding from hunters on Spotify. Crying ourselves to sleep. Mate. Yeah, crying ourselves to sleep, but yet winning. <laughs> if you head over to Twitter, triple A underscore Alex Sam, I still want to say triple underscore. Triple underscore. It's we should get triple months. underscore as well. Please give us a follow. We're almost at 69 followers. Nice. Whilst you're there, why not also tweet us a question to feature on our Christmas special, aka our penultimate episode of the year. Ah! Thank you, everyone, who submitted questions. That, that really is it for now. So see you next time for some delicious festive pudding-related guff, guff, guff plex. And as always, take care, take care, take care. Some sort of horrendous ample-based monstrosity with the generic being thunder. Some sort of horrendous ample-based monstrosity with the generic being thunder. Are you, are you coming to the tree? <laughs> <laughs>